Hello and welcome along to a live match reaction uh, following Leeds United's 3-0 defeat away at Tottenham Hotspur. Uh, live right now on YouTube and Facebook, so welcome to all those joining us uh, right now. Happy New Year to you all uh, and make sure to get your comments and thoughts on the game in the uh, comment section and like, share and subscribe. Uh, don't forget to do that as well. Uh, joining me to uh, digest this one is uh, All Things Leeds website writer Johnny Chick. Johnny, hello mate. Hello, mate. Happy New Year to you two as well. Um, bit dejected after that, but what can you do? What can you do? Yeah, yeah. I mean, ha Happy New Year to you as, as well. It's a disappointing way to start a new year, really, with a 3-0 defeat to Tottenham Hotspur. What are your initial thoughts after that game? I think initially when, obviously, you go into the game, you know that they're the better team on paper. The front two of Son and Kane is just ridiculous, and th those were the players that we needed to stop, and we didn't. I think starting the start of the game, I was actually really impressed with how we started. I thought we controlled the ball really well, got into dangerous areas, and it was really the only times in the game when we actually got in behind them, I thought. Um, I thought Ali Oskin, Harrison, uh, linked up really well on that left-hand side. But but then I think that their quality just they're shone through, really, especially in that second goal. The, the, the first and the third goal are two, two goals that could have been avoided, but I think the second goal just shows their quality and their their, their ability to shut us out as well. I don't think we really had too many clear-cut chances where you could have gone, should have scored that, should have scored that. And, and I think they're like one of the only... Because even in the loss against Man United, we still had chances, like the chances where we could have scored. But I think Spurs are, Spurs are like the one of the first teams that have really stopped us from creating fair, too many chances, which is, which is credit to them, really. Yeah, yeah, I thought uh, Jose Mourinho had his team uh, team tactics spot on today. Really, you know, that they showed respect to Leeds United, which you know I think some teams lack really, and and they probably should show a lot more respect. I think you know with them just sitting deep, which you know we expected really, and then uh, they just capitalise on mistakes, which they usually do. And uh, yeah, I thought I thought Spurs were really well, and you know, I think I think there's a clear golfing class there. I think you can definitely see the um, the difference in. Um, you know, in, in, in how good our players are compared yeah. to them. And I think, you know, it shows that if we want to make that next step, we do need to invest, really. Yeah, no, it, it's true. Like, I don't, I think, um, I think his tactic to play, I don't know whether there's anything in this or me just like looking into it in a way, but like um, his tactic to play, to play Ben Davies and um, Doherty instead of Aurier and Regulon, they're two fullbacks who like to burst forward, Regulon and Aurier. And I think his way that he, just kept them just kept them very grounded defensively shows we do potentially need that quality to try and break those teams down like we have quality when teams open open up and we can get into spaces but being able to grind teams down we maybe need a little bit more quality in there yeah 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 i mean you know, i i didn't think Leeds were too bad today you know we, we certainly had moments you know we, we created a few chances you know Alioski hit the side netting early on uh Bamford yeah. probably should have done better with head with uh, his uh free header five yards out um and Jack Harrison came close as well you know we, we made you know a few chances but nothing too clear cut but now I, I I do feel as though you know Leeds did show a good account of ourselves you know we, we, we kept on pushing pushing them and you know creating some stuff and we, we did show a good good account of ourselves didn't we yeah you def definitely in in the, in the early stages of the first half, and after they got their third goal, it was all us, really, in terms of trying to create an attack, in terms of creating the chances and the clear cut. Like I said, it wasn't really there. But in terms of like, again, all the commentators and all the pundit team seem to love us, so we must be doing, we must be doing something right, I guess. Um, but no, we we gave a good account of ourselves in the first bit of the first half. I think it's just the, the bit that annoys me is the fact it was our own downfall that created our own downfall yeah. like we sort of shot ourselves in the foot with the first and third goals but 
no, like you say, it wasn't it wasn't the six two kind of performance against Man United, so it wasn't that bad. Yeah, yeah, it's just our own mistakes, really, you know. But the passes were a bit sloppy. Luke Hillen, I thought, had a, had a poor game, gave the ball away quite a lot. But the first goal in 29 minutes, of course, Harry Kane scoring his 10th goal of the season from the penalty spot, slotting the ball down the middle. But, you know, the, the way we conceded the penalty was, was was poor, really. You know, we, we tried to play out from back. Mezier just gave the ball away. Awful pass. And he put puts Alioski in that position where he has to make the foul. Um, and it's a silly challenge, really, on, on Bergwijn. You know, it, we can debate whether it's inside the box or outside the box, but it was a silly challenge anyway from, from Alioski. Yeah. He gave the referee David Coote a decision to make, and uh, he did make the decision. He pointed to the penalty spot. But it, it just wasn't in the box, though, was it? You, you look at that, it's um, it's clearly outside the box. I know. I, I can't remember if that was... Because um, I remember they, they spoke about two challenges in there. And I know, I think that one was outside the box, but then they said the foul they gave was inside the box with a clash of thighs. I don't know. When I first saw it, I thought, because he, he really delayed pointing to the spot, actually. He didn't, um, yeah. it wasn't like an immediate one, so I thought we might have gotten away with it. Then he obviously pointed, but I had loads of hope that A, VAR would rule it out for not being a foul, which it was. And B, I thought they'd rule it out for being outside the box. But then, I don't know, the more I saw it in the game and on the coverage, I thought it's a penalty. But those screen grabs on, on social media do to suggest it may have been outside the box. Have we, you know, got away? I mean, yeah, that, that is clearly outside the box. Yeah. Um, but I don't know if there's another bit of contact inside the box. I could be wrong, but yeah, I'm, I'm not sure, to be honest. Yeah, I, I think some go for you and some go against you, you know, with decisions like that. You know, it's, it's on the line, and I think it's just one that, that went against us, really. It's a silly challenge anyway from Alioski. Yeah, you know, no, exactly, yeah. Can't, can't make any complaints about that. And uh, yeah, penalty to Tottenham, 1-0 on, on 29 minutes. And, you know, the, the timing that the goal came and the manner of which we conceded, that was that was crucial, really. You know, I think Spurs, you know, got their goals at perfect timing. But, you know, the way we conceded, just we, we, we were in the game. But then just to concede something like that, it's just, just so disappointing. Um, of course, the second goal came on 43 minutes. And I think you just need to take your hats off for this one, really. You know, Harry Kane played a, a nice ball to Son and it's a good first time finish, really. I don't think Mezier had a chance to stop it. I thought it was just, uh, you know, maybe poor marking, poor, de- poor defence from uh, yeah. from Leeds. I mean, you know, Son got in behind quite a few times in the game, but no, I think you just need to take hats off for this one, really. Yeah, definitely. I, I remember, <laughs> I can't act as if I'm a good defender or anything, but I saw I saw the run of Son. I was like, yeah, there he is. He's gone, he's gone. And he played him through and he's he's well onside as well. That's the thing that shocked me. I thought, oh, he might have just got in front of him. He may just be a bit offside. But he's well onside as well. The marking and communication is not there. But Harry Kane, I think that's, that's something that he has over a lot of other strikers, his ability to find a pass. We saw it in the, in the opening couple of minutes. He just set Son free, set Bergwijn free so many times. And you think he's a... He's a quality striker, and that second goal just showed and epitomised how much quality they have. And you, you you made a very, very good point of how the goals just came at the wrong time. Like, we were building up momentum, building up pressure, and then they got the penalty, which I think was against the run of play. Second goal was just before half-time. When you're trying, you're thinking going one at half-time, yeah. it's, it's, any, it's any chance. We came out, they looked a bit shaken defensively. Five minutes later, they score, and it, it kills the game off within five five minutes of the second half. So they scored their goals at the right time. Not saying they didn't deserve to win, but it, it just, it don't know, it kills your whole momentum, that third goal for the second half. Because we've seen it with Spurs. They've lost leads to West Ham. In like, I was thinking in like the 78, 79th minute, I was thinking West Ham still had less time than this to score three. <laughs> but it got to like 85, 87. I was like, no, it's not coming in now. Um, yeah. yeah they, they, they've bought, they've, I say bottled leads. They've conceded late on before. And I thought, is there a chance? But that third goal just killed it off massively. 
Yeah, yeah, massively. You know, it, you know, it is perfect timing for Spurs. You know, because if you're going at halftime one 0 up, you're thinking oh, can maybe fight back. But two 0 yeah. I think it was a hard job to come back from two 0 down anyway. But uh, yeah, three 0 made it even worse. And uh, yeah, the set piece wars continue. Really, you know, it was a song corner. Toby Alderweireld uh, heading home at the near post, and uh, you know, Messier got hands to it, but it just not enough to stop it. And I thought, yeah, it was a really poor goal to concede because one because there were two men on Toby Alderweireld. Yeah. But then three, Messier got hands to it, but he just felt fell back. And you know, Messier shaky from set pieces, and this was just a poor goal to concede, really. Yeah, it was it was so frustrating. I mean, actually, it's it looks a lot. It's really close to being um, off the line. Like when they uh, did the goal line technology, it's actually really really close to not counting. But it's it's annoying. I think to blame Messier, I think it was it Glenn Hoddle in commentary was saying he's actually in in real time. It's a lot harder for him. I don't think he covers his near post as well. And I think if he's a little step towards his near post, he might save it. But the marking, he doesn't get, he doesn't have the chance to save it if we stop the cross and stop the header. And there's two men on him and it, we've got to do better. All of Eero's their biggest aerial threat, I'd probably say. And to not be able to deal with him is just, it's frustrating. And I sort of thought we dealt with a lot of their set pieces quite well in the game. They had a couple of free kicks in the first half, which we stopped and didn't really cause any problems. So when I saw the corner get given, I didn't, think oh here's a chance they can score but again another set piece you can see it's it's frustrating isn't it yeah. Really? yeah it really is and you know i feel as though what what could have just stopped this is just have a man on the front post which yeah. most teams do but we just didn't for some reason and well, didn't, uh didn't on. against didn't against burnley sorry didn't against burnley he put rafinha and like harrison on the two posts did he did he did he i can't remember if he put them on there or took them off, and it had a real impact when defending set pieces. I'm not sure if we approached it differently today. I'm not sure if we actually took men off the post or men on them. I can't remember. We changed it against Burnley one way or another that it helped. And we haven't conceded from set piece and age, and then to ruin it then, it's annoying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It very much is. Um, yeah, really poor goal to concede uh, from Leeds United, really. Yeah, should probably have a man on front post. You say that it, it, the ball just crossed the line, and I really laughed at that when they showed the uh, goal line technology replay again. Because, like, Messier, you know, the, the ball got pushed out again, and Harry Kane comes in and smashes it in, and that's yeah. well over the line. So it didn't really matter if, if the ball was just over the line from Toby Alderweireld, because the ball still went uh, went clearly over the line. So, um, yeah, that, that kind of made me laugh when they looked at that, because it, it really didn't matter. But, no, it, it, yeah, it was poor for me, United. I thought Messier had a, had a poor game, really, overall. You know, he's at fault for the first one with uh, giving the ball away, and then, uh, yeah, here, probably should have kept it out, to be honest. Um, but, no, uh, Bielsa brings on there Pablo Hernandez, Jamie Shackleton, and Ian Perveda for Harrison, Rodrigo, and Alioski. Three subs in about three minutes. Why not just make all, all three subs at the same time? <laughs> they were like bosses, they were. They all came at once. <laughs> yeah, they were, they were just they were just coming. He's like, in like three minutes, just made three subs. Like, just make them all at once. But um, <laughs> no, I, thought, I thought those three did all right when they came on. You know, I, I was impressed with Perveda. I, I really like Perveda. I think he's a, he's a quality player. And uh, Shackleton didn't do too bad. And Pablo Hernandez, I, I think, still has something to offer. But yeah, Pablo was Pablo changed it for me. He just got on the ball and did what the other players couldn't do and just found the pass, found that killer through ball. We played through Rafinha quite a few times. I thought I thought Paveda was I thought Paveda was very good in getting into the areas. I don't think he was as good on with in terms of keeping the ball and the deliveries of the crosses, but he's he's young. It's obvious he's got a lot of talent. And when he's come on, he's made so many impacts with just actually trying to beat a man. I like his enthusiasm to try and get to the byline and just get balls in because 
you know, we, we struggled with just trying to actually beat a man and get into the penalty area. So I like what he did. I think Shackleton was Shackleton was good. He always brings energy. You know what you're getting with Shaq. He's a lead lad and he knows, you know, even if he maybe doesn't have the quality of a lot of other players, he's going to work his socks off. Yeah. And that's what that's what he did. Um, but I think Pablo was the main man who changed it in terms of creating chances. And I think, like you say, he still does have a lot to offer this season. He's not out of it. Whether he can do 90 minutes every week, we don't know, but I, I still just want to see him involved. And when, when he came on, even though we're losing it, it was great to see him on the pitch. Yeah, yeah, it certainly was. Uh, a word on Rodrigo. Uh, I f- Rodrigo's certainly a quality player. He, he had some good moments in this game, but I think he's slightly wasted in midfield, to be honest. Don't know about you. Yeah, I was... He For me, he was one of the weak... I say, not weaker performances, because I thought he played all right in, in the first half, but he does get caught up in that midfield. I don't know if he's physically, like built to play in that role because he got knocked did he get knocked off the ball for the second goal um yeah. he got shoved off the ball and then it went out wide to Kane and then they scored I think he's in terms of creativity I think he suits that role but defensively in that sort of duty in that midfield to track back as well I don't know if he does suit it as well but I like the way that I like that Bielsa's trying to fit him into the system because I think he is a quality player and with how Bamford's been playing you can't take Bamford out of the side so potentially Pablo for him maybe is like a change that may have to be made earlier on in the game if it's not going our way. But I, I don't know. I I don't think he played badly because I don't really like to criticise him because he's still joining a new league, a new country. But I do think he, he can definitely improve in that position. Yeah. Yeah, certainly. You know, I, I think Rodrigo going forward is fantastic. Um, you know, yeah, he had a good opportunity to score uh, in the game today, yeah. and you know, he, he links up well with Rafinha, Bamford, and Harrison, and you know, those front four are, are brilliant. I, I love watching them play. Rafinha as well again today, I thought was uh, was really good. Um, but yeah, he needs to do a lot more. You know, tracking back and yeah, just not get out muscled on the ball, and you know, he gave away a silly free kick as well early on, and and yeah. Spurs almost scored from uh, from that. So. Yeah, I think Rodrigo can improve, but um, you know he's a, he's a number nine. He's played number nine all his career. You know he's twenty nine years old, played number nine all his career, and to be put into a midfield role must be hard for him. So yeah. you know I think he will improve, but I, yeah, I just think he's wasted. And maybe yeah, you can't take Bamford out of a team, really, can you? But it's like it's like it's yeah. like Tyler Roberts. It's like Tyler Roberts. He doesn't fit in that system as well, and he's always been taken off for of Pablo. But I think because Rodrigo is worth more and is obviously a lot better player than Roberts, he keeps him on. And it's just it's frustrating, maybe because I think do we, I don't know if we started the second half as a front two, but Rodrigo is definitely player playing higher up, and I don't know whether a front two is something to, to potentially look at. I don't know, but mm. you know I'm not the Elsa, so I can't tell you what the right solution is. <laughs> I think I think he's a very very good player, and him and Rafinha's link up especially is is one to certainly be watched. So. I think we just got to give him time to embed into the league and in the, in the squad, and we'll see what happens from then. Yeah, yeah, we certainly will. Uh, Calvin Phillips picked up a, a yellow card late on in this game, his fifth yellow card of the season. So he is uh, he is now suspended for Leeds United's next Premier League match, uh, which is against Brighton at Ellen Road on the sixteenth of January. A needless yellow card, really, and it's it's giving us more selection headaches now. Yeah, that's that's the one frustrating bit about. The game when you three, like, we're not coming back from three no down. It was what it was in added time. Was it was the card given eighty nine in added time? It's a needless foul. They're not I said they're not going anywhere. They might break down a line and try and do something. It's it's not stopping a certain goal. It's not 
an attack that's going to cause that much danger. They're, they're, they're going to win. It's it's frustrating. It was it was probably more out of frustration than anything from Calvin. Um, it, it just gives us that, like you say, selection headache. Like Phillips is, we know as Leeds fans, the only man in the squad who can play his role as well as he does. Yeah. So to now have the headache of, I mean, I don't know whether Llorente will be fit enough to come back in and then Pascal Stroik comes into Phillips's role. Click, I don't think, thrives in Phillips's role as much as Phillips does. I don't think Shackleton is strong enough to play that role. So it's it's a massive advantage for Brighton. And, you know, Phillips won't be able to play against Ben White as well, which is a massive shame, to be honest. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He, he's probably done that on purpose, done he? just so he yeah. doesn't have to play against his uh, uh, one of his uh, best mates in football. <laughs> but um, I think... I think... You know, it's only against Brighton. You know what I mean. I mean, Brighton are poor side, having a poor season. I think they're uh, they're one of the teams that will go down this season. To be honest, uh, I I I, th- I think it's not that bad. You know, if, if he picked up his fifth yellow card, you know, and he missed out on the Leicester game, say, then uh, then we're in trouble. But I think you know, Brighton, we, we may be able to to cope without Phillips there. But um, yeah, we, we lack options at the moment. I think you know because the game's on the sixteenth. So there's plenty of time for Levante to come back, Liam yeah. Cooper to come back. So so it, we may have a lot more defensive options there. But you know, if you're looking at it right now, if Levante is not back and Cooper's not back, then we, we are really struggling to be honest for 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 the options there. You know, Stewart can play there, but yeah, if, if Cooper or and Levante isn't back, then I think just put click there maybe and then uh, play Shackleton further up or oh, put Dallas there. Dallas can play there. You yeah, know? Um, it seems like Dallas in midfield. So um, yeah. yeah, it's a selection headache, but uh, it will be interesting to see what happens on the 16th. But uh, no, 3-0 was a full-time score in this game. Was this a, a harsh score line for you? I don't think we deserve to score. If I'm being brutally honest, we probably deserve to score one at max. We didn't have clear chances to score. I think three is, I think three is harsh in terms of like, I don't know, like, what other clear-cut chances for them can you name? Like, I'm trying to think. I think Kanan and Dombele had a couple of shots saved by Melier as near post. But apart Bergwijn that, had a good chance. Yeah, no, he did, actually. He, he, he skewed that shot wide. So, 2-0 is probably a fairer result. I think it's, like, it's not... They didn't. They deserve to win. They deserve to win. I'm not saying we deserve yeah. a point or anything out of that. I think we were, we were sort of drying up in front of goal. It didn't look like scoring so in terms of them keep, keeping a clean sheet and winning i think it's fully deserved yeah 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 I, I, there's no complaints for me and you know it is what it is it is what it is it was a free hit really you know i, I went into the game not really expecting much you know if we got a point yeah. that's fantastic uh you know so i i think it was just a free hit and uh yeah losing against spurs you know what, what can you do what can you do you know i, I think it was expected really spurs have a, a very you know expensive squad very good players in there and um yeah, our, our players, you know, our, our team money costs like around like 50 or 60 million or so, nothing, nothing more than that. So, um, yeah, it was expected and, you know, what can you do? We just need to move on, really. But, uh, yeah, at the end of the day, Spurs were just more clinical than us. But their goals came at perfect time and then, yeah, Leeds just didn't take their chances when they came. Uh, is The January transfer window is now open, Johnny. Do, do you think we need to invest? Oh, it's a good question. I haven't actually thought about this yet because you kind of forget we're in January. Um, in terms of... I'd say we need to invest. Uh, it's annoying because when we have all our defenders fit, including, say, Berardi, we don't need anyone there. But if everyone still gets injured, we could potentially do with another centre-back or in, someone in that sense. I feel like someone else... You said I'd probably say someone else to fill the Phillips role, but he's there most of the season, and Pascal Stroik usually fits in there. I don't, I don't think, in terms of a striker, you've got Bamford, Rodrigo, it's Roberts as well. I think on the... On the wings, we've got quite a bit of depth. Maybe in that attacking midfield position, maybe if 
Pablo is not up to it and Rodrigo's still not finding his feet in that in that role, maybe that position, but I don't I don't think there's anyone who deserves to come out of the starting eleven. Maybe maybe a goalkeeper if Casilla leaves in January. That could be an option. Not to say yeah. many of them will be replaced, but I can probably see Casilla going unless he plays next week against Crawley. I don't know. So um yeah, I wouldn't I wouldn't say there's any people who need replacing maybe that attacking the field position, but I think wingers we've got enough depth on. Harrison Costa, Rafinha, um, other players that can play on the wing as well. So no, and I'm just happy with how we're playing at the moment. Like we're 11th in the table as it stands at the moment. Um, I don't think we'll go down touch wood. So I think we're just going to enjoy enjoy the rest of the season. Maybe add a couple yeah. more signings, but yeah. Yeah, I don't think we're going to go down. We're 12 points above the relegation zone. I think, uh, yeah, us being in the relegation battle is uh, is no more now. Um, I, I think, you know, I've, I think the loss today kind of cements our place in mid-table, to be honest. Yeah, no, I'd agree. I think that's we've now played all the top six or big six clubs, and we haven't won a game. We've drew. Do we draw against City, uh, Arsenal, and then we've lost to the other four? Yeah. So, um, you know, I think it shows we're not up there with the big boys yet. We're not beating the likes of Leicester. We beat Villa and Everton, to be fair, but that mid-table bracket is kind of where we're at at the moment. You know, yeah. we destroyed the likes of. Well, obviously, it was four-three against Fulham, but. That was some brilliant performance against Fulham uh, in the second game of the season. West Brom torn them apart in midweek. We should be right against the teams below us, around us. We can try and compete with a bit, but I think yeah, we're not. We're a newly promoted side, you know. We, I think, I think the team have really ruined that stigma around the promoted teams are Wolves, who just came up with a fantastic squad and sort of blew everyone out of the water, and Sheffield United. But for a promoted squad, you just got to stay up, and that's exactly what I think we'll do. So yeah, everything's fine. Yeah, yeah, everything, uh, everything is fine in my opinion. Uh, I do think you know it shows that you know if we if we do want to make that step, if Ravazani is serious about you know making us a top six club, then we do need investment. But I don't think that investment needs to come until the summer. Really, I, I don't think we need yeah. to invest this month. You know, January is a very hard month to do business anyway. You know, and find good deals. If we can get really good deals in positions that we need, then yes, go for it. But no, it would it would be nice to get a midfielder in there, and you know maybe a left side, a left back, and another defensive player or mid midfielder. Uh, you know it would be nice to have, but uh, no, I don't think we need investment. I think we will be fine. We we, we will be fine, yeah. uh, in my opinion. Um, yeah, Leeds still haven't won a game in London since December two thousand seventeen. Three years. Ah, oh. oh, dear. Yeah, we. Uh, yeah, let's let's just forget about London. Can we? Can we just cut London off the map? Yeah, and play there again. Never. I, we we should have taken advantage of when we were playing Millwall, like Charlton, like how we just couldn't be them. We're now the teams in London. We're playing now: Tottenham, Arsenal, Chelsea. Palace is hard to go to. We've we've made it harder for ourselves by going up. Trying to yeah. The one good thing <laughs> is, if we get relegated, we may win in London again. So <laughs> if we if it comes May and we're down, don't it's not you know it's not all negative. Yeah, let's just hope we get we get a a crap team based in London in, in VFA Cup or, or something. Yeah, oh, that's true. Where's Crawley's not London, is it? No, no, I don't think so. But uh, no, the next game is of course Crawley Town away, uh, third round of VFA Cup, and uh, next Sunday, uh, you'd expect changes in that game, wouldn't you, Johnny? Really? Yeah, yeah, I'd expect changes, but I want to take this competition seriously. Like, if we're all sort of agreeing that we're not going to get relegated and we're going to be sitting in mid-table, this is the competition for those kinds of teams who aren't, who don't have aspirations of getting promoted, don't have to worry about relegation. It's so um, Champions League and Europa League places. It's this kind of competition that I don't want to see us go out in the third round to Crawley. Like, who is it? Sutton we've had before, Newport before. The FA Cup and Cup competitions to us have been really poor recently. Yeah. So 
I'd expect changes. I'd like to see like Pablo play. I'd like to see potentially Urente if he's fit. I think Casilla will probably start. I'm trying to think about the team who played in the cup game against Hull at the beginning of the season. We obviously had like Barry Douglas, but he's gone. I think Pervader will play. Shackleton will probably play as well. I'm trying to think of what else. You know, a lot of the youngsters will get given a chance, and it'll be great to see the under 23s have been really, really good this season. We may see likes of Geldhart, Greenwood, maybe in the match day squad, someone like that. Yeah. So, you know, it could be could be a real really enjoyable experience to watch these younger players sort of do their thing with the first team squad yeah it would be great i'd, I'd love to see sam greenwood and, and joe kelt hart in, in that team i really really would so uh are, are you wanting a cup one then do you, do you want uh be able to take this competition seriously i mean he takes every competition seriously yeah. but, but would you like a cup one here yeah no definitely i think with the, you know potentially we could if, if we go far and we get a nice draws and you know other teams will be playing weaker teams as well who's to say that we can't be do they still do the semi-finals at Wembley or is that yeah, yeah they do so who's to say we can't be at Wembley and maybe have some fans there as well you know it'd be it would cap off a really good season if we could have a really strong cup run and finish solidly in mid-table that would be a fantastic way to end the season I think if we if we do go out on Saturday then it's poor because I think Crawley like I think they're doing quite well in the league at the moment but it no disrespect to them. It's Leeds against Crawley. We're a Premier League side now. We should be <laughs> should be winning this, and we should yeah. be taking the competition seriously. In my opinion, yeah, I'd love a cup run. Yeah, yeah, we should be beating these lot. They're you know they're in League Two for a reason. They're, we're we're much better than them, and uh, yeah, it would be nice to beat them and and not uh, be on the uh, on the receiving end of a of a cup upset again, like uh, like we have been over <laughs> over recent years. Yeah, it it would be nice for a cup one. You know, I don't think we're going to go down, and I think it'll mean more time for the fringe players. So um, yeah, I think a cup one would be nice. But uh, yeah, Crawley away uh, next weekend, and then uh, Leeds United return to Premier League action the week after on the sixteenth of January against Brighton at Ellen Road, and hopefully. Leeds United uh, can return to any ways in the league, uh, Dan. But a 3 0 defeat away at Tottenham Hotspur for Leeds United today. Disappointing way to start the year, but uh, yeah, we move on. We move on. What can we do? Uh, but we'll wrap it up there. Uh, Johnny, thank you very much for uh, for joining me. Uh, where can people find you? No worries, mate. Um, the Twitter that's on the screen now is Johnny Chick two underscores. I know that two underscores is a pain. Um, <laughs> also on uh, also on YouTube as well. Uh, Johnny Chick as well if you want to drop a subscription over there that'd be great thanks for having me yeah. on mate thank you yeah no worries and you do uh, the uh, the Leeds TV podcast as well don't you the uh, Leeds yeah. podcast there yeah no yeah Bremner Square podcast on Leeds TV we're going to be starting up again in the in the new year in uh, sort of midway through January as well so yeah if you do want to check that out that'd be great as well cheers mate yeah, make sure to go uh, check out Johnny and uh, the work that he does uh, and check out the All Things Leeds uh, blog as well. Johnny's been doing a lot of good writing on there, so uh, make sure you go check that out as well. Uh, and follow All Things Leeds on social media as well. We are on Twitter, Facebook and Instagram. Search for All Things Leeds 1 on Twitter and Instagram. Search for All Things Leeds on Facebook and on YouTube and drop us a follow. Uh, thank you to everyone who's joined this video, uh, this live stream. If you enjoyed it, make sure to like, share, comment and subscribe. You know what to do. Uh, and until next time, take care, stay healthy, stay safe and uh, we'll see you soon. Bye-bye. <laughs>